Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you. It is another cold and, you know, it's just Western Oregon, folks. So much for global warming. Because it ain't, folks. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime in the future. But that's okay. It's plenty hot inside the state capitals. Republican senators yesterday tried to do some good things. Now, they have limited themselves to how effective they can really be. But at least they're trying something. Something that sadly, you know, they, they send out press releases and that's all good. And they are trying these tactics, these things that they're they're doing. And I'll get into that in a moment. But reality is the way they really get the message out is you walk out, shut the place down. They ain't going to do that, folks. Too much money to be made. Yes, you heard me right. Too much money to be made for their districts. Because that's what happens. Other things that are going on, our newest member of the Oregon congressional delegation is former Happy Valley mayor and my friend, longtime friend, Lori Chavez de Reamer. She has a big target on her from the left because she wasn't supposed to win that race. She did. She's raising a lot of money. In the first three months of this year, according to this um, fish wrap story, she's raised $635,000. Double what Andrea Salinas, who barely beat uh, the Republican, she only raised 300000 the Democrat. Now, what's going on here is that the left, and she knows it. She knows that she has the biggest target on here. So here's the question. Is how will she end up voting? And who's going to, who, who's going to really direct the money? Now, that that's up to the National Republican um, no my mic is on I don't I don't know what your yours oh okay <laughs> you're sending me these messages I don't know what's going on here anyway I digress the question is, how's all this going to play out in terms of how she votes? Because how she votes ultimately is what will be used against her to a point. The left is masterful at creating these false narratives. Very masterful at it. Speaking of narratives, and you guys get ready to play our special uh, little video. I, I, I'm going to play for you a video, that, and, and I'll have the link to it up on the 
the uh, the web page a little bit later and our Telegram page. Our web page, of course, is kslm.news. And if you want to watch this, what what you're going to hear in a moment, and and I'm doing this for a reason, okay? You know, most of what I do in this show has some angle behind it. And as you know, in Political Coffee, that's the name of the show, that the whole reason we do this show is so that you're able to change your world. Because you, not me, but you have persuasive conversations with persuadable people in your world. You know, those people that are out there that make choices about who are going to be our elected leaders. You know, like who sits on a school board and decides what kind of a curriculums are being rammed down your children's throat, what kind of indoctrination brainwashing. You know, those people. People in the county commission, the county clerk who decides who and how your votes are counted. Elections matter. That's why we talk about them. Well, this is a TikTok video. Much maligned as it is, it's actually on Twitter, but it it's, it's pretty interesting because this character is, in fact, um, not somebody that you see every day. And I'm gonna I'm gonna let this guy. It's it's a guy. It's very short. Speak for himself because he might be saying quite a few things that you and I think or say. And then I'll describe what this character looks like. But anyway, you can watch this. If you go to kslm.news and you click on the local podcast and you click on uh, political coffee, you'll be able to see it and all the other shows. Yeah, I, it was Mike Erickson. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Freddie. I appreciate that. Just couldn't remember for a moment. Anyway, uh, guys, if you are ready, uh, this this guy is describing kind of what's going on out there in America politically. Guys, go ahead and play that, please. Hey, guys. I don't think the whole build back better thing is working. And we don't have to make America great again, but if we can, get it can we at least make America not a communist third world country charading as a democracy overrun by radical genderless psychopaths led by a feeble old man suffering from dementia who's ushering us into World play. War Three? Again, I mean, I'd settle for that at this point. Just think about it. Okay. So I guess we're trying to get it to play. Here, here's the good thing about it, folks. Hey, guys. Is that... Um, I don't think the whole if you're build back better thing is working. Maybe you can't have the sound turned up. The visual is very interesting, but they are also, um, the words appear on the screen. So that's the good part about it. I mean, whoever did this, and, and this guy's very articulate, and I mean very articulate. This is the kind of thing you could share with people kind of in the same way that I'm doing it with you right now, because it, it's really quite thought provoking. And this is not somebody that you would normally associate with those of us who, you know, are more on the conservative side of things. So I will, uh, we'll, we'll wait until they get that figured out about if they can uh, play that. There's some other stories that 
I think we need to talk about. And I started to talk with this about this yesterday, and I think this is critically important. Is mRNA in our food? Now, the headline from attorney Thomas Renz, and, and I just may try to get him on the show so we can talk about that. He's becoming you know, pretty popular with what he's put out there. He is alleging that there is evidence mRNA is being put into the food system through animal feeds and that it has been the mRNA compounds at least from one or two companies have been made what's called transferable so what he is advocating for is statewide legislation to stop that from happening or to stop it at least giving you the consumer those wonderful two words informed consent you know that we've used in America and American politics for a long time now informed consent about a whole bunch of things right so in Missouri House Bill 1169 has been introduced that says, okay, you can put this stuff in our food system, but you just got to tell people. What? Tell people what's in their food? Why would we do that? So he writes on his website, and I'll have, again, I'll have the link to this. Yes, vaccines can be made transmissible through food, he writes. Second, mRNA is in the food supply already. So the question I have is, how much? How much is it in the food supply already? Third, it appears the vaccines may, in fact, actually alter your DNA permanently. I think many of us believe that, right? Yes, I have another swig of coffee this morning. And fourth, regardless of whether the mRNA is in the food supply or that which is about to be authorized for the food supply, so there's another opportunity, is transmissible. We have no way of knowing if it's safe, unless you want us to trust the same people that told you that COVID jabs were safe and effective, despite the fact that they didn't test to determine if the jabs prevented transmission and have admitted that they don't understand the immune response mechanism. And so he also has a number of uh, citations for the quote-unquote fact checkers. Articles, studies, uh, including, and you can click on many of them, Merck's his contention that mRNA is already in the food supply. Merck, Bayer, BioNTech, okay? Now, he goes on to talk about what are they trying, how are they trying to stop this? See, the laws that govern gene altering of food, and that's what would happen here, that's GMO foods, right? Were written long before, and this is true, 
These laws that govern gene-altering food were written long, long before the capacity to reprogram our DNA with food, long before that was even possible. So the laws don't address it. That means there's lots of loopholes and legitimate questions about disclosure. You know that informed consent thing? Now, given the corruption we're seeing in the federal government, especially related to big pharma, why would we want to trust them? Missouri Bill HB 1169. It's the only solution so far at the state level. Here's what it does. Requires disclosure of any product that's going to modify your genetics or act as gene therapy products, including food. Allows people to request information about how any gene therapy products could be spread or transmitted to others that had not consented. And we don't have to make America great again, but can we at least make America not a communist third world country serrating as a democracy overrun by radical genderless psychopaths led by a feeble old man suffering from dementia who's ushering us into World War III? The bill's simple. It's only two pages long. Now, it's pretty simple. It's informed consent. You're going to be surprised when we come back from the break about who's objecting. Or maybe not. You're listening to Political Coffee. Is the mRNA stuff in our food already? How do we fight it? Back better thing is working. Hey, guys. Call Jeff Hill now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Okay, I'll Let's come back. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee okay. with Jeff Krupp. All right, we're back. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. 1220. In a moment, we are going to play this video um, that I, I presented to you a little bit earlier on. Uh, it's it's not going to come across perfect, but at least you'll be able to hear it and you'll find it very interesting what this, uh, this gentleman is saying anyway. This is the kind of thing that you could use potentially, especially with the visual, because I'll describe this gentleman's look. But it makes a very, he makes, I think, pretty persuasive argument. So who would oppose this Missouri bill, HB 1169, that requires informed consent? If there's mRNA in the food supply, who would oppose that? You'll be surprised. Before I do that, I don't know if you happen to check it out. But if, I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen the pictures of how much snow's coming down in the mountains? It's still cold out there, folks. It's a great reason for you to call Freedom Heating and Air. If you're not happy and comfortable in your home, you need to call them. Because one of the great things they can do that benefits you is get out to your home or your business right away. Assess whatever's going on and get it fixed. Freedom Heating and Air. 
580-1456. And check out their great website at freedomheatingandair.net. Freedomheatingandair.net. So you know who the biggest problem is with not moving this bill of conformed consent, informed consent rather, through the, a very Republican state legislature? The Republicans. They're the problem. Who claimed incorrectly, he writes, that it would cause problems for farmers and ranchers. Now, so they amended it, okay? And they used the language of big pharma and the Bill Gates CCP factory farms, he writes, okay? What it does, the updated language excludes farmers and ranchers from the disclosure requirements, them themselves having to disclose it. Well, I can buy into that as a farmer. I'll ensure that food buyers are going to be informed if the food is a gene therapy or a medical intervention. And then it gives the clause. So basically, it allows small farmers and ranchers that are given or purchase GMO products, genetically modified products, like feed or other direct vaccines. It requires that whoever is doing that, the company that's selling it to them, has to inform the small farmer or the rancher. That gives you and I the choice to purchase. Now, look, here's what's going to happen. Oh, and trade associations claiming to care about farmers, telling people it's a bad thing. I'm, and, and I used to face this for years. Uh, when I served in the House of Representatives, being chairman of the House Ag Committee, you know, trying to find cheaper milk. Well, some people were importing it from out-of-state dairies. Why? Because it was cheaper to buy milk that's produced in Idaho and trucked all the way into Oregon. It's cheaper than buying Oregon-produced milk. Why? Because of Oregon. Because of our bureaucracy. Because of the costs involved. At any rate, there's exemptions for farmers and ranchers, so there shouldn't be any objection to the law. Well, they are objecting to it. The only people who object to it are the people that don't, that are doing this, that don't want you to know what's in your food. It's the only way at the state level we're going to be able to deal with this. All right. Uh, Amanda, if you can go ahead and uh, play that video that I sent you, I want you to listen to this, folks. Go ahead, Amanda. Guys, I don't think the whole Build Back Better thing is working. And we don't have to make America great again, but can we at least make America not a communist third world country charading as a democracy overrun by radical genderless psychopaths led by a feeble old man suffering from dementia who's ushering us into world war three again 
mean, I'd settle for that at this point. Just think about it. That's it. Short and sweet. I don't know who this guy is that's in this TikTok video. But if you look at him, I mean, that that sounded pretty reasonable, didn't it? It really sounds middle of the road. If you look at this guy, he ain't middle of the road. He's got tattoos all over his face, all over his body. He looks like some crazy radical leftist you would see on the downtown Portland, you know, streets. He's got piercings all over his face. He's not the average person that would deliver a very common sense message. We may just play that again, but I got to tell you, folks, that's a message you could use with people that are persuadable. I'd play it first before I'd show it to somebody. He's an unlikely character. Back in a moment at 630. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. And we are back. Great to be with you. By the way, thanks, Timothy, for sending me the American Sovereignty Declaration. It's about um, hashtag exit the WHO. Yeah, that's overdue. We'll see if it uh, if we can make that happen somehow. By the way, Jim had written me a great email, and I'll get to that along with a lot of other things. Here's what we're talking about today. I want to get into in a moment here what the Oregon Senate Republicans did yesterday. A good thing, actually several things, to make your life easier, to bring down your cost of living. They tried to withdraw a number of bills from, in fact, the Democrat-controlled committees. And you can do that in Oregon under our both our rules and our Constitution. You can do that from the floor. You can withdraw those bills and bring them right to the floor and vote on them. Just got to have enough votes to withdraw them from the floor. Well, that ain't going to happen, right? It's a huge negative uh, for you to even, you know, if, if you're on the Democrat side and you vote with the Republicans who are in the minority to pull a bill from committee, uh, you're in deep, deep trouble. With your caucus, anyway. Anyway, uh, we'll get into that in a moment. Also, is mRNA stuff in our food? Attorney Thomas Wren says, yeah, it is, and he's out there talking about it. Okay, so if it is, would you being informed about it, like they're trying to do in Missouri with this bill, House Bill 1169, 
could oppose informed consent? Well, again, this is where big pharma and big business comes in to, you know, and having been the recipient of big pharma money, and I was at times as a legislator back then, I had no idea what was happening to us, what the damage that can be, had been doing through drugs into our bodies. I had no idea. I just know that the lobbyists and everybody else seem to say, hey, it's all safe. You know, we've been, we've been doing, well, folks, that's before we knew that you could put stuff in these injections, these big pharma vaccinations that alters your DNA. And apparently it does. At any rate, the people that would oppose informed consent for you and I to know that there is stuff in this package of meat or this package of corn chips, you know, that we're going to eat with salsa or whatever. Whether you know that any of that mRNA technology is in that food. That's what this bill does. Just says, it doesn't say you can't do it. It just says you got to let people know that it's in there. No, no, we can't do that, said Big Pharma and the big lobbyists. Well, folks, I'm telling you, you need to know. Because this is this is far different than all the crazy leftists disproven by actual studies claims about stuff like Roundup, glyphosate, that's what it is, is the product, and a whole bunch of other chemicals that we have used for years and 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 years that nobody dies from. It doesn't alter your DNA. If anybody would die from exposure to chemicals, it would be people like me. Because I have been exposed to it at rates far higher than any of you ever will be. Why? Because I work around it constantly. You just take precautions. And yes, there are proven safe levels of this stuff that can be applied to food. Now, there are also unsafe levels. And there's some stuff that shouldn't be applied to food that we're eating. But all of these crazy things have been disproven about those types of things. What we're talking about here is different. If Roundup is proven to alter your DNA, then I would become a huge opponent of using Roundup or glyphosate, the main product that's in Roundup. I oppose anything that's going to alter your DNA, but more importantly, I literally think you should have the choice you should have the choice if you want to eat food that has this stuff in it. 
You want to eat meat, corn chips. I don't care what. You need to know. No, and before we go to the phones here in a moment, 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Let me just say this. Your food supply is a huge opportunity for businesses to cater to you. Businesses that range grass feed their beef, that don't put all kinds of injections in them. Free-ranging chickens that don't have feed that puts mRNA in it. I'm telling you, this is an opportunity for entrepreneur business people to frankly offer products to about half of Americans. People are deeply suspicious and should be. First of all, anything the government's telling them about COVID these days, because we've been lied to so often. And number two, everything we're learning about the damage that the jabs do to your body, including altering your DNA. Why would we want to let that in our food? Well, I'm telling you, it's an opportunity for those people who feel that way, like me and many of you, to get food that is free of it. We just have to know it. And that's what Missouri Bill 1169 does. Should we do that in Oregon? Yeah, we should. All right, let's go to the phones. We'll start with Kathy. Kathy, good morning. Good morning. You sort of said what I was thinking. Um, This sounds like a boon for organic farmers. It is. And we should support them. I agree. Totally. But even organic farmers have to have the protection that a bill like Missouri Bill 1169 offers. Because the, the problem here is lawsuit. I don't understand. So if a, let, let's say an organic chicken farmer or organic beef farmer uh, is supplements a little bit of their range feed, their normal grazing grass with some feed in the middle of the winter, you know, when the snow's right. covering the ground. Okay. Yeah. And that feed has mRNA technology in it. Well, they could, that farmer, without knowing that that feed that he bought has that stuff in it, could get sued by a consumer who later gets ah. sick or has. Okay, that's why. And so hmm. they had to alter that bill in Missouri to say, no, nah, you can't sue those people. Okay. Yeah. So it's a, it's a fair question. It's a fair question. Thanks, Kathy. I appreciate. It. Good to hear your voice again. Let's go to Art. Art. Good morning, friend. How you feeling? Hey, you know, I'm starting to get a little better, so that's a good thing. Yes. Uh, definitely. Uh, don't need the mRNA vaccination to get the disease anyway. So <laughs> you got to right. deal with it, and medically, you can treat it and beat it, and that's what I'm doing, Jeff. Um, We maybe need to uh, talk to our legislators and get 
Oregon law. You know as well as I do, Jeff, we can uh, introduce the language in, in an existing bill now dealing with agriculture, an right. amendment to it, and uh, go for it. I really think that um, uh, we can get bipartisan support from that and get it done. I think it should, too. But, but Art, I, I think it's a great idea, and I think it ought to happen as an amendment if a bill is still alive that has the right relating clause. The question is, would all the conservative Republican farm groups oppose it? That's the question. Well, by the way, I just got a text from Anne Marie. She says you sound better. That's good. 648. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. You know, it's a good thing that Art didn't get the shot early on. I mean, he stood firm. You know, here's a guy that even though he's blind, has contracts with the state of Oregon. And he stood rock-solid firm against getting the shot, as a, and he, he said it on this show, he'd give up his contracts rather than be forced to take the shot. Which doesn't protect you from getting COVID. They said at first it did. They lied to us. They knew it didn't. And then he said, well, it makes it so it's not so bad. Really? Lots of other people would disagree. People who got it, who were unvaccinated. Art's got it, and he's getting better. That's good to hear. He doesn't have to worry about the damage to his DNA, blood clotting, heart problems, and other things that come from these vaccines and the boosters. He doesn't have to worry about that. Now he has to worry about what I have to worry about. The same garbage stuff, gene-altering stuff in our food supply. I've got a great email from one of our state employees who shall never be named, and I'll get to that in a moment. I want to thank MyPowerHonda.com. Go to PowerHonda, MyPowerHonda.com if you're interested in one of these brand-new Honda vehicles. MyPowerHonda.com. You can build your own car. They'll go out and find it. Plus, they've got great pre-owned, certified vehicles that you can choose from. They're right down in Albany, right on Highway 20. You go to the, you're on I-5 and you get off at the south end of the Albany Airport. And then just go east towards Bend. And they're right there on the right, about three or four blocks down. Can't miss them. Power Honda. One of the great, great businesses of the Power Auto Group that sponsor this radio station and our talk line. MyPowerHonda.com. Check out what they've got. So the email is mRNA and foods. 
The state employee says, what I don't understand about the report that mRNA is put into foods we may have consuming is, number one, why is this being done? Is it a growth hormone or is there another reason as to why it is being done, let's say, to livestock? Number two, what effect does would mRNA-injected livestock or the food ser- ser- sources have on our bodies? Is there any study or re- report that describes that? There are some. I don't know if it fully answers all the questions that you're um, you're asking here, but it is part of the citations of studies that he lists uh, in, in Attorney Thomas Renz does in this newsletter. And again, this is all on the show plan today. It'll be up on the Telegram, Political Coffee Clats page. It'll also be at kslm.news. On this radio show, Political Coffee, on our web page, our podcast page. Go to local podcasts, click on, on Political Coffee, click on today's show, and you'll be able to read this article and read these citations. There's one particular one that says, are vaccines in your salad? Question. Scientists are growing medicine-filled plants to replace injections. So the questions of why is, why are they doing with animals? Well, because it's easier and cheaper to put it in animal feed that animals are going to to consume anyway than it is to give them a direct shot or a vaccine. And it lists all of that. mRNA is transmissible. There's a study about that in the Journal of American Medicine through breast milk. Now, if it's through breast milk, can it be through cow's milk? Then it goes on to talk about how it's already in and stories that it is, in fact, in the food supply already. Bayer and BioNTech partner to create mRNA jabs for animals. And again, it is trying to make sure that animals don't get COVID. You know, like bats and monkeys, right? Not that that would ever happen. Republicans um, in the Senate and our own Kim Thatcher put out a press release yesterday. They've been trying to withdraw yesterday on the Senate floor a number of bills to lower your cost of living. This is a Northwest Observer story. That's Mike Nierman's website. Kim Thatcher tried to withdraw Senate Bill 990. This returns the kicker, and for the average households, it's just shy of $6,000 unless they steal it, in the form of a check instead of a credit. Democrats decided they didn't want to move that bill. And then Tim Canope, much maligned Republican leader from Bend, tried to withdraw SJM1. This is a measure that urges Congress to balance the budget. Something long over overdone. Deputy Leader Dick Anderson, Republican from Lincoln City, tried to withdraw from committee Senate Bill 446, a measure establishing a refundable income tax credit of $1,000 per qualifying child. Democrats defeated all of this. 
you got to understand the context of this. They're doing this to provide campaign fodder in the next election, number one. But they're also doing it with this rationale because they have links in this story. This is important for you to know. That Oregon residents pay the second highest share of income taxes, part of our income in taxes in the United States. It's 23%. And we consistently are one of the top five most expensive states to live in. And five most expensive states to retire in. So having a little tax relief from the Democrats would be a good thing. They don't want it. Anyway, they put out what's called the affordability package, whole series of bills, like freezing property taxes for senior citizens, 67 years of age for their primary residence. A whole bunch of good things. This is all about kudos and you know this, you know how critical I am of Republicans who don't act like Republicans. Kudos to those Republicans who stood up for this package of bills. They knew they weren't going to win them. But I would say to those same Republicans, you know what? You really want to make an impact on any legislation? You really want to make a statement? Because nobody knows this. Did you know this? You didn't. Did you see it in the Oregonian? Did you see it in the Statesman Journal? No. You want to get this kind of a story on the front page of the Oregonian and the Statesman Journal? Yeah, walk out. That's what you do. You shut the place down. Sorry, I get a little passionate about that. Using a tactic that actually would work. We are our own worst enemy. Pogo was right. We've met the enemy and they is us. Republicans, that is. Dead home,